Welcome back to Bringing the Heat podcast, and guess who is back? Hello, children. He is back from the dead. <laughs> good, good to see you. Not when I don't actually see you right now, but I, we actually never see you. You know, you know what I mean, right? Okay. But he is back. <laughs> all right, Master Splinter. Master Splinter. I stopped saying my name on the in podcast the, too. in the Hizzy House. Oh, really? Yeah. So what do I call you then? Uh, Ass Face McGee. Sure. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I stopped using my name as well on the podcast. So um, that is for personal reasons. For personal reasons. Uh, Same the, reasons as... When the feds come for you and they're like, where's that face with i will be like, I don't know. Who's yeah. So, but now that, now, that, now that you got done raiding my fridge for snacks... I really like the fact that you guys always have snacks. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty positive. That's like, you know, on the rating system of apartments... You know, it's that's that's a pretty significant. Uh, so I have the number one apartment. Well, I only go snack. to yours so because yeah. of the snack factor. <laughs> the, yeah, the snack factor, but like, if there were like two other apartments, I I think they would be hard pressed to beat your your stash of snacks. Yeah, so we should start a a competition or rating snack factor. <laughs> so <laughs> underneath, you like when you're looking at features of a home, like you're going to buy a home. Then there's going to be like this feature, like you'll have like dishwasher, refrigerator, snack factor. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like, like, you know, is the electrical, like, is there going to be an electrical fire in here? But are there a lot of snacks? If you go into like a mansion, you're like, yeah, this is great and everything, but there's no snacks. You can get like a foreclosed home that like a homeless person's <laughs> been living in. But if the snack factor the snack, is high, if the snack factor is significant, then you're probably going to buy that house. At least you should. Yeah, there could be mold just growing <laughs> on the on the walls, but it doesn't matter. But you open up like the snack cabinet, it's like it's like the choir starts like. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was that's a our topic, but that's our top. <laughs> that's our take on uh, the snack factor. You can you can use that for your own personal conversations if you'd like. I like it. It's not copyrighted. Um. So. <laughs> So going into some news, obviously the big news that I really want to talk about that I think the the main gist of this podcast will be is the Kyler Murray situation. So we haven't recorded since uh, he broke the news that he was – think about entering the draft. Um, and then so he told the A's basically, look, if you really want me, you need to add me to the 40-man roster and give me $15 million guaranteed. And so, obviously, the A's didn't do that, and he declared for the draft. But there is a certain amount of time that the A's have to still negotiate with him. Um, but odds are, it looks like Kyler Murray's going to be going to the NFL. And there are rumors that the Cardinals, who have the number one pick, um, are interested in Kyler Murray. So they drafted a quarterback in the first round last year with Josh Rosen. And it looks like they're going to either try, I would assume, try to trade uh, Josh Rosen. I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know what else they would do with him. So they would have to trade him. And it looks like that means the Cardinals would then take Kyler Murray with the first pick, which I think, look, I like Kyler Murray. I think it's really awesome. And we haven't seen an athlete like him. I mean, to win the Heisman, he hit 300 in in college last year, 10 homers, 10 stolen bases. Um, pretty good outfielder, and that was after taking a year off of baseball. Uh, he really has been back and forth with baseball. He hasn't even been consistent with it. So he's just a raw talent. But 
The guy is 5'9", at best. 5'9". He's 5'9". Five 5'9", nine. Five nine soaking wet. Yes. And <laughs> the offensive linemen that he's going to have are going to be 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, now, mind you, I was talking about... So, to is, the real question is, is he going to be able to throw over them? Is it going to be a, a question of, finds a receiver, hits a fucking lineman in the back of the head again? Or, or <laughs> getting patted down at the line by the defense. But the only Possible. thing... The only thing that, and I was talking to somebody about it today, and they made a good point, is hasn't he been throwing over six four, six five linemen in his college career at Oklahoma? Like, I would think so. I mean, most of the guys that are linemen, you know, at Oklahoma are probably NFL prospects, so they're probably big dudes as well. So I would assume that he's already kind of used to that. But you see, for 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 Oklahoma, uh, when he says Omaha, that means for the lineman to duck so he can throw the ball. <laughs> Um, I, I think that, so he's doing it because he loves football. Football is his first sport. He likes football more than he even likes baseball. He got drafted in baseball based off raw talent. Um, but the thing is people are telling him he should stop playing football, play baseball. You have a long career. Deion Sanders said that. Yes. He'll have a longer career. Friggin' put Um, down the football and get, get going with the baseball. Yeah. I think that. The reason why – if he didn't win the Heisman and had a bad year, no doubt goes baseball. But because he did what he did and he's got a first-round draft grade most likely, he's going to get – Lamar Jackson, who was the last pick in the first round, who cannot throw the ball for shit, um, got a – I think he, I think he signed for $5 million, $5 million signing Six. bonus and a $9 million contract. So overall, what's 9 plus 5? What? What's nine plus five? Third, uh, 14. 14. So 14 million total. That's 10 million more than what Kyler Murray got in his baseball contract. So, and, and I was looking at Bleacher Report today, and they said Kyler Murray, all right, signed for 4 million. A guy that's 21, he, his, his MLB uh, ETA, or estimated time of arrival when he'd get there, like would be years, uh, 2021. Yeah. So by then he's 24. Then you got to play a six full seasons in the major leagues before you can. Get even paid. get paid in the free agent market. By then, he's 30 years old. And with the way the market's played out over the last two years now, guys that are in their 30s aren't getting big deals. Yeah, I mean, Machado is 26 he's years 26 old. and nobody's going to no, give him 10 years. Yeah, no one wants to give him a 10-year deal. He's going to have to settle for, I think the White Sox offered him a seven-year. No, no, they only was it only seven. seven? Yeah. No. There was a report that came out yeah. that it was eight, but it was actually only seven. So, I mean... I understand the, the the thing with football. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna play the most lucrative position in the sport at quarterback, and it gets drafted the first round. I want to say, if he goes first overall, he's gonna get a twenty million dollar contract, thirty million dollar contract. So he's so already. My question is because he's a running quarterback. Yep. And like just like you know the way that that MLB is is starting to change and they're starting to make an adjustment that like gee we shouldn't be giving somebody who's twenty eight. You know, like an eight-year deal, because by the time they're 34, 35, they're going to be on the decline. Are NFL teams going to start being like, maybe we shouldn't have a running quarterback because they all seem to get these really nasty injuries that that leave them a shell of themselves? Like, I, I don't. I mean, you do see it with you saw it with Carson Wentz, who wasn't he didn't predominantly run; he was a passer. Yeah, he, just, but he just left the pocket once. Yeah, well, he right. would leave the pocket, you know, to extend plays and run occasionally, and. Look at him. He's been injury prone. You got RG3. RG3 had a rookie of the year, and then all of a sudden 
poof, gone yeah. off the face of the earth. Um, Michael Vick was probably the most consistent running quarterback and stayed – he. I'm not going to say he stayed healthy. He had a lot of little nagging injuries, kind of the same as Cam Newton. Cam yeah. Newton's had so many shoulder injuries, yeah. he just has played through them. I mean, he had a rotator cuff surgery this past, past year before the season. So, I mean, he's – had issues. So any guy that runs a lot is going to get hurt. Um, Lamar Jackson, give it time. He's going to have an injury. I mean, that's just the yeah. way that the NFL is. And the and it's not like Kyler Murray is outrunning everybody in college. That is not going to happen no, in he's the gonna, NFL. No, he's going to get if, – if he thinks – because he's – you know, the, that's that's what uh, – what's his name? Like Manziel did a lot in college. Was he was just out, outrun people. Can't do it in the NFL. Yeah. Really I mean, too I'll say too we're fast. a little partial to baseball because we love baseball, but I kind of understand what he's doing, and I don't disagree. And especially if, if football is your first love and you have the opportunity to go in the first round, you're going to make yeah. quadruple what you're making now. Well, it's unusual because usually guys who are, you know, like the big guys are obvious, you know, like the like Michael Jordan uh, and a couple other guys that played baseball when they were younger. And really, their passion was baseball, even though they were really good at another sport. You know, like Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson really, you know, he played football, but baseball was what he was about. Um, and it's unusual to see somebody who, you know, I mean, it, it it probably has something to do with the fact that he hasn't played it very long. Um, not very interested in, you know, in a professional baseball career. I mean, and, you know, like you said... By the time he breaks into, what's he, 21 right now? Mm-hmm. 21 years old. Um, he's going to be behind a lot of younger guys, you know, 18, 19-year-olds. He's going to have to work his way up through rookie ball. Um, and it's just not as attractive a situation for a 21-year-old in, you know, having to work his way through the minors versus a 21-year-old who, you know what, he goes first five picks, he's probably going to be have, have a, start to be, a shot to be a starter next year. Well, the thing is with football as well is 21 is really young for mm-hmm. football. 21 for baseball yeah, is relatively not really that young. It's I mean, guys nowadays, you've seen it with Acuna. We've seen it with Trout, Harper. Guys are making their debuts at 19, 20 years old. Mm-hmm. So 21 years old now, still in college, to me, is kind of like, all right, he could have had a – a year, two years, two and a half years in the, in the league already. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to me, not, not that 21 is old. Obviously, it's not old, but it's, you know, he's he's going to – and that's if – the only way he's going to get called up is if he's proving himself at the other yeah. levels. And he hasn't even stepped foot on a bi- on a professional baseball field yet. So yeah. to demand $15 million – and that, I understand he's doing just, it because he wants to – he wants to – Secure his future. I understand yeah. that. That's I get it. But that just seems like no team is going to give you fifteen million when you yeah. haven't proven yourself at all. Either he's, which again, it doesn't seem that way. Either he really likes baseball, but obviously he wants to. Uh oh, that's your pizza. Yeah, my obviously, pizza's done. He wants his money, um, or he he's not expecting it anyway, and he's just shooting for the moon and saying maybe you know what? Maybe they offer me ten million. You know and. Uh, you know, because obviously, I if unless the A's are as big of a joke um, as we as we all think they are, they're not going to give him. Yeah, they are who we thought that. No, they uh, they're not going to give him any anything close to that kind of money. And you know, it that's that's you know kind of what we're talking about. Even though he's 21 years old, and even though he's a freak athlete, he's still unproven by baseball standards and by football standards. 
you know, you put up the kind of numbers that he has at a major college program, that's kind of like he's gone through the minors for football already. And it, for baseball, he's going to have to basically going to have to start from the bottom of the totem pole. He's going to be on the field with a bunch of 18-year-olds, you know, signees from the Dominican Republic and stuff like that. You know, and, and I'm sure that's not a very attractive thing. He's going to have to ride the bus. You know, I, I don't think he wants to do that. I and we've, we've seen it just from local people that we know. The minor leagues from rookie ball through is not an easy road. Those no, The guys you that you're facing in a rookie ball are really? ridiculous mm-hmm. kids that are, like he said, signees from the Dominican Republic or whatever. And then, you know, single A, you're facing top prospects. Double A, triple A, you have to prove yourself at each step before you get paid. Mm-hmm. And and then you got to prove yourself in the big league. So not only do you have to prove yourself and, you know, not, get all, and, on, and not get hurt, but prove yourself at all those levels – then you have to do it at the bigs to get paid. Where football, you don't have to prove anything. No. If you're a first round pick, you're you got your pick money. Out of college, you you put in your time, and you're ready. You, people think that you're ready to play professional football right away. And Sam Bradford is horrible. <laughs> and Sam Bradford has has made so much money because he's a, he was a first round yeah, pick. Very teams have given him so many chances, and he's horrible. So I mean, there is definitely money in football, and. So I understand completely why he's doing it. If you got to do, if you, you got to do what you love. If he loves football, then go for football. But yeah. he's come out and said he wants to do both. Um, the reason why Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders were able to do it, they didn't play the premier position of quarterback. Yeah. All right, a quarterback, and everyone has said this, and everything I've listened to, quarterbacks are the heart and soul of that team because they are there all day. They are there all night. They're watching film. They're they have they're to know lear- what everybody's doing all yeah, the time. and they have to they have to learn how to negotiate or not negotiate to to say the plays out mm-hmm. out loud and, and tell people where they're going. They have to memorize a playbook and memorize certain things. They have to know audibles or, or different routes to send guys. Mm-hmm. So there's just so much in football. There's Bo Jackson just grab the ball and run. Yeah, right through. People. Bo Jackson <laughs> was such a freak athlete. He could show up and put his pads on and literally just run through people. Yeah. Okay. Deion Sanders, I would say defensive back isn't easy, but as long as you are physically in shape, you can cover somebody. All right. Yeah. You need to know the defensive plays, but it wasn't like, it's not like a quarterback. It's totally different. Defensive play. You got a coverage, you know what you have to do and you do it. All right. And they're going to, and, and like you said, playing that, that premier position there, you're going to get chances the way that someone who, you know, who's a running back or something like that. You know, you get your head busted or something like that. Nobody's going to give you a chance again. No. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Like I like Kyler Murray was. If you watched any of his games, his I don't even really watch college football, but like he was a must see. Like if if you knew Oklahoma was going to be on TV, you watched it because mm-hmm. the kid is in, insane. Like even though they lost in the semifinals, he's so fast. He actually throws okay. Like, the kid is just a freak athlete. So, I mean, imagine being him, Heisman winner, first-round pick in baseball, could be a first-round pick in football. Saying, I want $15 million from a big league organization. And it's still kind of a conversation. Like, you know what? They They would think about it because he has – everyone says that his ceiling is so much higher than what the floor is. Um, But I've seen – I don't know. It's just so many examples of guys that we talked about with that. Like, oh, man, they're going to – there's no – this is like a can't-miss guy. And then something happens or they they lose it mentally or whatever. Well, look at um, Peter out. Michael Pineda. 
Yeah. Michael Pineda was like <laughs> the he was like God. Everyone's like this kid is gonna be. I still remember when the Yanks got him. And I was oh like, yeah, we're gonna be, we're gonna be good well, for a long time. And we time. were mad because we didn't get rid of we didn't want to get rid of Montero, but he was worse. Yeah, Montero he was, was worse. That's, honestly, that is the in my experience <clears throat> as a as a twenty five year old human being. That was the best planet. worst trade. Yeah. of all time. They, I remember when Miguel Montero came because like today. You have all these mega prospects, all these guys coming up there are like, oh, this, this is going to be the future of the game, blah, blah, blah. That's what that's what Jesus Montero was. Jesus Montero. Yeah. That's who it was. Um, I don't even remember the guy's name because it's, it's, it doesn't even matter anymore. When he came up for the Yanks, they were like, this guy's going to be flipping balls over the right field fence for, for he was supposed to, 15 basically years. basically supposed to be like Gary Sanchez yeah. before Gary Sanchez. Yeah. And he, he came up. He hit like 320-something. You know, hit a couple home runs, and then the next year we were like, "Oh Jesus H!" They gave him, they gave him away for Michael Pineda. Michael Pineda, pro- honestly, the Yanks probably made out on that a lot better. Oh, by far, right? He at least provided them somewhat of. He got them some wins. They gave he us. Has, he gave us a sparkle of possibility that he might actually be decent at some point. Well, there were some games where it looked like this kid is unhittable, and then it was yeah, other like games. It was like, game, "Wow, there he goes, giving up another home run yeah. again." Like, he was just so hit and miss. It was like some games he was lights out and other games you There didn't was know. no in-between. It was no. never like six innings, a three-run ball. Like it was that. never like when Severino struggles. It was never like, oh, Severino's struggling. But he's he still muddle, grinded out yeah, six. Yeah, he's still going to muddle his way through it. Um, just, just a quick update on Jesus Montero. Yeah. So guess, take a guess on how old he is. He's probably like 27. A little older than that. 29? He's 29. Yeah. Guess how many years he's been out of the league. Three. It'll be four. Wow. It'll be four Jesus years. Age, man. He's a free agent. That so he is considered uh oh he and we can't forget, he also got a fifty game suspension. Oh, that's right. He was in, I the, he was in the biogenesis scandal. I swear to you, every single friggin' Yankees prospect gets popping. It it look it always just looks bad. Who cares? But whatever. So that that's our Kyler Kyler Murray talk, but it's gonna be interesting to see what happens because a lot of stuff can still happen. Over the next couple weeks, I yeah, guess. Yeah, come in, sign him. He starts in right field. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, he's going to be – if he was to play, he'd be – they said he's already a major league center fielder as far as mm-hmm. defense. It's it's yeah. his bat that's the question because he did only hit 298 in college. But the thing is he, he went to Texas – Oklahoma. He went to Texas A&M hmm. and then he trans- – I think it was A&M. Either that or Tech. I think it was A&M though. And then he transferred. but he, he So he played one year at A&M. Then he transferred, had to sit out a year at Oklahoma. And oh, that's then, right. I forgot. And then he played baseball. last year at Oklahoma. Yeah. So, I mean, he really has been up and down with baseball. It hasn't, like, he hasn't been consistent with it. Um, but this is, he had to take a year off for football as well. And he's, yeah. I mean, here he is, Heisman. Um, couple things, couple uh, breaking news. I, know, I wouldn't say breaking news, but John Wetland. Oh, yeah. Another one bites the dust. Another one, another <laughs> one to the. The, I don't know the jail basket. Of, <laughs> yeah, to this to the prison. Yeah, uh, telling you that we should have just had Mo start right from the beginning, and that's and it wouldn't even matter to us. So he in Texas was charged with continuous sex abuse of a child under the age of fourteen. We know who's going to be the bitch in prison. Holy God! Yeah, under so, four, I didn't know it was under fourteen. So I'm reading this that's, article from ESPN. That's a wow. Uh, He's accused of having a child perform a sex act on him beginning in 2004 when the child was four. No way. 
And it happened twice more during a two-year period. That's crazy. What a scumbag. Yeah, that, that dude's definitely... That is... He's going to be he's, the prison he's, bitch. He's going to be led around by a leash on all fours for the next, like, ten years of his life. Uh, I hope so, anyway. Apparently, he said that because of all this, it's caused him to have health issues. He said the circumstances have uh, led him to elevated blood pressure and a heart rate uh, issue. Yeah, well, no shit. I got arrhythmia because people are mad at me for for getting down with a four year old. I, you know what? Forgive me if I'm not that. Uh, if if my my heart isn't bleeding for you, freaking sicko. Scum. That's just disgusting, man. The scum award this week goes to John Wetland. Also, did you see? All right, so the the Jets hired Adam Gase as right. their coach. Did you see? What his interview was like? No. Did you see what drugs this guy was? Guy's he talking about on? feet? No. All right. So <laughs> live, we're gonna do this live right now. Whatever the Jets. I just want to see your reaction to the this. The Jets get somebody in there. I always think it's something about feet because of Rex. Oh no! But we're gonna. So Mike has, or he hasn't seen this yet. So we're gonna master we're gonna splint. Him. Master splint. <laughs> Let's see if I can find it here. Let's scroll through. Here we go. Is that a dog smoking a dude? <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> you kidding me? No. <laughs> what drugs is he Dude, on? All of them. All of the drugs. <laughs> At the Every same drug. damn time. I'm just like, what in the hell is wrong with his face? What's wrong with his maybe eyes? You a, maybe you got to dare to do it. He was straight tweaking. Hey, guys. Wouldn't it be funny if oh, I went on a better one? Watch this Dude. eye roll. Yeah. Like, what? It looks like ah. it looks like he was getting abducted by aliens or, like, a ghost came out and just sucked the soul right I don't out. know, man. Like, maybe the, 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 the anal probe that the aliens put in there. Just like, <laughs> by the way, that was the worst hire out of all the coaches that were hired. That was the worst one. He was absolutely he was under 500 in his time in Miami and he had a young quarterback quarterback in Tannehill who still sucks and he was supposed to be the quarterback whisperer and I was so upset when the Bears let Adam Gase go quarterback whisperer. and now I'm like <laughs> thank god they let him go because they got Matt Nagy who is a tank. Um, so just a couple other things Antonio Brown wants to go play for the 49ers who cares cuz they'll still suck. Eagles committed to Wentz at quarterback. We all figured that once the Eagles lost, which, by the way, I want to say, thank God the Eagles lost. Hey, the Eagles lost. The playoffs are going to be so much better with no Cowboys fans, no Eagles fans. I can just watch the games and not have to worry about going on social media. We're going to have a weekly reminder from now until next playoffs that they're both out of the playoffs. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. Every episode, (laughs) we'll just say, hey, by the way, Eagles, Cowboys, out of the playoffs. Um it's just like it's not even like the Eagles that I hate. It's the fans. It's the fans, yeah. Like it's 100% if the fans. fans just weren't so douchey all the time, like what I still go back to this. But what fan base eats horse shit after they win a Super Bowl? Like that's just stupid. So you like not do that? No, oh. <laughs> you wouldn't even know. Well, I guess you would know. The Giants won two in your lifetime. Giants so, won. I did not. I did not eat a single piece of horse shit. Yeah, because we're normal, and it's something about Eagles fans that just aren't just normal. not committed, Zach. We're yeah, I guess committed not. fans eat any kind of poop that's on the ground. Well, I was on. Uh, I needed like a life alert for 
30 seconds when the Bears lost. (laughs) (laughs) It was bad. Zach had fallen and he could not get up. (laughs) I felt like I was having a heart attack. That was miserable. Um, But I don't want to talk about it. It's over. It's over. Football's over for the year, you know. On to baseball season. Um, Greg Williams goes to the Jets as a defensive coordinator. Um, and this, I'll give you my picks for next week on the next episode. So I'm not really going to talk about that. Uh, we got a shorter episode today. So, um, baseball related Yankees are, I'm not going to say officially out, but 99.9% sure that they're out on Machado. 99.9% flipping the bird at at Machado and Harper. Which I com- I do not have a problem with at I think, all. I think any serious Yankee fan probably recognizes the fact that they don't need either of those guys and the headache that they're going to bring. But still, if and when they don't get either of them, you know, the, I, I think the you know the casual fan is going to be like, oh, but we're the Yankees. We didn't get blah, blah, blah. Honestly, as long as neither of those guys goes to the Sox, I really don't care because – Machado goes to the White Sox. Big friggin' deal. But Harper, I do think the White Sox will be good in, like, give it three or four years. Yeah. I mean, anybody who's cruddy – the way that the league goes now, anybody who's cruddy now is going to be decent in probably two or three years. But, you know, if Harper wants to go and, and knock balls out of that, that friggin' nonsense of, of a stadium in Philadelphia, go for it. You know, as, as long as he doesn't play for, for in the in the AL East, I don't care. I'm not going to have to watch him – you know, nuke balls at a, at a Yankee Stadium for the only thing is, and I'm looking at this right now. Kluber is still on the market, and the only way I'd want Machado or the Yankees to throw money at Machado is if somehow they trade Andohar to get Kluber, and, and then, then they go get Machado. and then they go get Machado. That'd be a lot. Of, that's a lot of money on the payroll. Yeah, but at this point, they're already over the luxury tax once they sign LeMahieu. Yeah, that's true. So it doesn't even matter. Yeah, but it's reset. It's it's like that stupid, like it, once they get under it, then it, it goes back down to zero. So now, I mean, you know, it's not. I don't think it's a question of money with them with with Machado. I mean, I shouldn't say that because I think it, obviously he's he wants a long term deal. He wants probably at bare minimum six or seven years, and. The way that that works now, that hopefully the Yanks have, have smartened up to the fact that if you sign somebody to that kind of contract, you're not just talking about this year or next year. You're talking about the 2025 Yankees. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. With $30 million on the, on the payroll for Manny Machado to have two bad knees. You know, it's, yeah. And, yeah. And LeMahieu is three-time Silver Slugger. Okay. Yeah, no, it's or, a good pick. Good I mean, pickup, definitely. I will say his home and a road his home and road splits are they they do worry me a little bit, but it's not like he's going from freaking yeah, Colorado he's, to he's like not going to San Diego. Yeah, he's not going to a huge stadium. Yankee Stadium's still small, and people are saying that they think his home run numbers will go up actually because the stadium's so small, and he actually he hits the ball a lot right, to right right, field, right yeah. field. So I mean, his home run numbers could go up. Plus, he's versatile, and he's he's won the Gold Glove Award before. Like he's a very good fielder. So they automatically upgrade their defense. Where Glaber Torres, not that he's bad, but he had he some he had some issues at second base last year. He some work. Andujar is obviously a liability. Lemayhu can play some first base, which we don't. That's still up in the air. Who knows? They could have Andujar, Tulowitzki, Torres, and Luke Voigt and Greg Bird could shit the bed, yeah. and Lemayhu could be your everyday that's, first baseman. See, that's the th- like. 
right now with that roster, looking at the infield, so you got you got Didi, who's going to be your short your starting shortstop when he comes back. There's no question about it. At second base now, it, they're invested in Glaber Torres. Glaber Torres is the second baseman of the future, but now you got a Gold Glove second baseman there for two years. You got at third base as of right now, it's Miguel Andujar. Do you you know is um, is what's his name is is Lemayhu in the mix to start at third or something like that? This. Um, you know, is is Tulowitzki willing to play third base? Is is Tula, I mean, I guess they're probably banking on either Tulowitzki or Lemayhu being a liability by the middle of the season. More likely, more likely, probably Tulowitzki. But they said know. that the way that they eye Lemayhu is he's going to be an everyday player. Mm-hmm. So basically, he's just going to have like a rotation. So yeah. the guys off. So it's going to be like all right. Voight gets the day off. Maybe he's going to play first. Okay, now Andujar gets the day off. Mm. He's going to play third base. Or what I could honestly see happening is if is if Andujar is still absolutely mashing, but he is like still a horrible defensive liability, and Lemayhu can show that he can play third. I can see Lemayhu slot into third, Stanton playing left, and Andujar becoming a DH. But I think if Andujar has a really bad defensive year to the point where he's giving up runs, like his bat is not making, making up, up for it. all the runs he's costing, they'll just trade him next offseason because – Well, Yankees, maybe, maybe at the deadline to get a starter. Well, they're saying – they're also saying that LeMahieu could be gone by the deadline. Well, I, you got to figure that either LeMahieu, Tulowitzki, or probably – here's four possibilities. Technically fine. You got Andujar possibly gone at the at the deadline. You got Lemayhu, Tulowitzki, Bird, or uh, what's his name, or Luke Voigt. Because there's only four spots there, and at this point, you have what six, seven potential starters. I mean, there's, it went from there's like their outfield many. being a log jam to now the infield yeah, the in, is there's starting to create a log jam. So many infielders, and now. to me, and I, I in my head for some reason I keep thinking they don't have enough starting pitching. But I'm thinking about it. They have like six, they yeah, have six they guys got, in rotation right Well, now. they're going to trade Sonny Gray. They've already said once uh, CC got cleared. They didn't trade him right away because they wanted to make sure that CC was didn't good to die. go. Yeah. Um, so once they got that clearance, they and it seems like he's going to go to San Diego, Atlanta, or Some there small was, market there was one other. Can I can see him doing really well in Atlanta. Um, He'll do well wherever he goes as long as it's not New York or so, but So Severino, I'm assuming, would be the ace. Mm-hmm. Everyone forgot Jordan Montgomery's coming back. Yeah, he was. How do you forget he was about him? Probably their I most mean, consistent yeah, arm, I, right? The, the, he was going to go out get you a, five, probably good, strong five, maybe six. Mm-hmm. Strike out five, six guys. He's got a crazy curveball. He was striking guys, striking guys out with his elevated fastball. And the thing he that looked they really should, good. The thing that really should make them want to keep him long term is he keeps the ball apart. Yeah, he's like, a ground ball guy because that's that's what they need. And that's. Know, he'll he'll take Sabathia's spot. Yeah, yeah, I would I would hope. Uh, so, it, but that's another another situation where you're looking at seven guys probably at this point, and they're doing that now, anticipating that at least two of those guys are going to be out, maybe even by the beginning of the season. Yeah, you know. Uh, so right now, I would say Severino opening day, probably J Hap, Tanaka. You're forgetting someone. Who the hell am I forgetting? James I know. Paxton. Oh, Paxton. Yeah, James is Paxton going to be open? No. All right. You're going to go – I think you're going to go Severino, Paxton, Paxton, Hap, 
Tanaka as your four. Tanaka. That's a decent rotation. That's a solid rotation. You can rotation. piece together your fifth starter, but obviously the, the question is, do all those guys stay healthy? I just I just hope Tanaka – well, one, I hope Severino doesn't shit the bed in the second half again. He's got to figure that out. But Tanaka, he – like most of the time his starts are very good. But he'll hit like a wall during the season where it's yeah, like, like – three in a row are just dogs. And he's just giving up home runs. He gives up way too many home runs. He That's does. his thing, and I know Yankee Stadium's a small place, but he gives no he the does, balls that he the balls that he gives, he gives up, up go out go out anywhere. Yeah, you know he doesn't. He's not one of those guys that gets screwed over on the on the baby home runs all the time. So I, I'm really like, I keep thinking the Yankees got all these holes, but they really don't. They really don't have. And again, to me, they have a lot of good questions at this point. Yes. Like a lot of things haven't been ironed out, but you have to look at that roster and say. This is this is a really really good team, and the, the the thing that really did bite them last year was the injuries. I mean, you, you forget last year, you know they didn't have Judge for what a third of the season or a quarter. And, of and it. everyone's saying that the Yankees need to trade Stanton, and that drives me nuts no. because they everyone keeps saying Stanton had such a bad Stanton year. Stanton carried that offense for like when two Judge months was out, he went on a tear. Yeah. And when they really needed him to mash, he really did. Like they would have, they would have probably. Dropped out of the playoff contention. They would have dropped out of the playoff picture without Stanton last year. That was one of the best years for a, a Yankees' first year. Because mm-hmm. like usually after, after getting a big – I know he didn't sign with the Yankees, the big contract. Yeah. But, I mean, for most Yankees that get traded, their first years are shitty. Yeah. And Teixeira never had – he had some times when he was horrible. A-Rod had some – A-Rod was, was – A-Rod had a bad first – I mean – Bad for, I mean, he hit like 35 and probably drove him, drove him like 100. Yeah. But that, but the next season, for like for like him, Giambi when they signed him, Tino Martinez, like these guys that they signed to these big contracts, the first year, especially the first couple months, were terrible. And then that second year, when they came in and they knew what to expect, was the year that – I mean, that was the year – A-Rod's second year, he won the MVP. I mean, think about it. In Miami, they can't even pay people to come to those games. No. So Stanton could strike out four times, and no one's going to say anything. And yeah. then you come to New York, which he came to New York late. It wasn't like he he you know it wasn't. It was right before the season. Yeah. So he didn't have really any time to get acclimated, and then he you know he goes again from a market that no one goes to the games to. If Stanton strikes out once, yeah, one time, out twice a fan's going to yeah. be like, "You suck!" and scream at him. I mean, that's just the way that New York is. Yeah. So. I, think I mean, he understood that going in, but there's no, you know, the, I, I don't think there's any substitute for experience. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna know this year, like what it feels like, you know, like he knew he had to know that that was gonna happen. Like people are gonna be like, oh, that's okay, John Carlo, you struck out a couple times today, but this year, I think he'll be able to deal with it a little bit better. I mean, I I, I don't know him. I don't know if that got into his head, but I have to figure it does. Yeah, you know? I mean, I think that Just watching his at bat sometimes it, it must. It was pretty bad in the beginning, but I think towards the end it got better. Yeah. Um, so really quick prediction. Where do you think Machado goes? I don't know. Whoever gives him the most money. Um, I I'm think going he White goes, Sox. I, go, I think he goes to the White Sox and regrets it. I think he, he goes to the White Sox and does the Robinson Cano. Um, puts, you know, puts up the numbers for a team that doesn't make the playoffs. And then... You know, hopefully doesn't, but I think it's pop for roids, and it goes to the Mets. And we think uh, <laughs> Harper to the Phillies. I'm going to say Phillies. Probably. 
It's going to be Phillies or Nats. I know that the Cubs, it's been out there that him and him and Chris Bryant are good buddies. It's not going to happen. But, yeah, I I don't – I can't see them. I mean, it it would be an asset for them, obviously, but I don't think it's happening. We'll see. It's it's good. One of those two is going to come right down to the wire and some team that everybody had written off is going to – you know, like the Dodgers will swoop in and and get – Get what's his name? Get Harper or something like that. All um, right, so listen to this. This just came out. Phillies right. are looking to sign Harper or Machado, and then with that, so they don't want both, but with that, they plan on going after Keuchel, Kimbrel, and Pollock. Well, Phils are all in, baby. Their pitching isn't good enough, I don't think. They're. I think that they're going to be. Nola's good. They're, the they're trying been, to eh. to make this like Uber team out of free agents, and you know who's tried to do that. Many times, the Brewers and the uh, the Padres did it. And the one Padres, year. yeah, like just chucking all this money in free agents, you know, work. trying to get the fannies in the seats, and it doesn't work. The, you put too many personalities like that on a team, and it, they don't mesh. It's it, like 162 games; it just doesn't work out. I, that's my opinion on that, but we'll see. I I would have to that. agree with you. All right, so is there anything else you want to add? I think that's uh, it. Oh, no, 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 no. The one thing I did want to do is the Alshon Jeffrey meme. Um, <laughs> yeah, screw I, Alshon Jeffrey. I hate him. Yeah, Alshon Jeffrey. Piece um, of garbage. I think, I guess the favorite, the the number one meme right now is the lady from Bird Box. Quote, unquote, the lady from Bird Box. is fucking Sandra Bullock. Get get that shit right, motherfucker. Yeah, it's not like she's just some yeah. random. <laughs> like, that's, 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 uh, what's her name? Miss Congeniality, motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, get it right. Um. The bird box meme uh, is probably the number one at this point. I also saw one where there was a guy uh, with five sticks of butter on, <laughs> on all of his fingers um, trying to catch a football. That was pretty good. And there was another one of like the stock image, like stock uh, video of a girl trying to catch a ball and it just like hits her right in the throat. And, oh, by and the way, this, this all this all happened right after Alshon Jeffrey made a statement that he had the best hands in the world. Yeah, he must have been, I, I bet you he was hanging out with Drake. Is that uh, how yeah. it works? <laughs> yeah, Drake is the curse for every single sports team in the world. Drake sucks. So, all right, well, again, this was kind of a more Yankees and Kyler Murray podcast, but those are the two big stories. So there really wasn't anything else to talk about. I mean, the Yankees had the the latest free agent signings. Well, let's, so really let's not else. forget the real news. Um, the Eagles and the Cowboys are not in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. So they can they can all bite their own dicks. I don't care. I agree. <laughs> on on Thursday, we will get into the UFC this weekend, uh, the football playoffs on Sunday, and we'll go from there. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about on, on Thursday. I'm sure there'll be some more free agent signings by then. We'll eat some pizza. So... Thursday, well, it'll be out on Friday, but we'll record on Thursday. Hell yeah. Um, That'll be a a more broad, we'll talk about more teams than just the Yankees and Kyler Murray. But uh, it was a good podcast. It it had a lot of info and we needed to to address it. So those are the two big stories. We hit the highlights, you know. And And, and Wetland. Yeah, and... and Child molester Wetland. Just a little bit of Wetland in there, yeah. Wetland got, got his really the, wet by that, a Yeah, right, that, that last name. That I was sounds never like comfortable, a child. Yeah. <laughs> never comfortable with that last name. Like, how do, I, how do I say it? Even when I say it right, it doesn't sound, I don't know. It's, I don't like it. He's a, he's a 
perv, clearly. All right, allegedly. Well, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. All right, so that's it. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe, like, retweet, follow, whatever it takes to get our name out there. Whatever it takes. <laughs> Have a good night. Get a tattoo on your forehead. Peace. I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love I don't care, 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 care.